Listening Dog Media. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes! Oh, 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 yes! The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tires. Hello and a very warm welcome. A happy new year. Happy 2015. I hope you had a great Christmas. This is the Offside Rule brought to you by Continental Tires. Myself, Kate Balsay and Lindsay Hooper wishing you a very happy festive period. It's great to be back. Hello, hello. New Year's resolutions. Kate Balsay, have you got any? Not really, just to sort of carry on working hard to make sure that small acorns, yeah, exactly, to make sure that small acorns become big trees, all the old adages, my other half keeps asking about New Year's resolutions. And you know, when you're so busy, you just can't think ahead to the next few days, let alone the next few months. I do know that feeling. You'll be pleased to know that mine is that I'm allowing more time for everything. (laughs) I will be on time for our podcast recordings from now on. Well, I can probably take a leaf from your book anyway. Uh, Episode 18, great to be with you. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in to the podcast and downloading it. We should also mention that Hayley McQueen, she's having an extended Christmas break. She's not with us because over Christmas, the poor little bee, she was in on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. So she's finally got to go and have some quality time with her family. So she'll be back next week. She will. I kept reading messages on Twitter from her saying, you know, loving being in on Sky Sports News Christmas Day. It's a great atmosphere here. And I'm thinking, oh, come on, really? Do you really love being in on Christmas Day? But, you know, uh, I guess you have to make the best of it. And that's very much Hayley, isn't it? Making sure she has a good time. Um, So to check us out, uh, you can download us and listen to us via Audio Boom, iTunes. We've got a YouTube channel as well, the Offside Rule TV, uh, at Offside Rule Pod on Twitter and Offside Rule Pod podcast.com for our website and if you've not had a chance it's not too late to listen to the Q&A we've got with Ray Parler there's video by the way supporting the podcast we did at uh, the end of the Champions League group stages um, in December and you can also check out the various bits of video that are up on YouTube as well there's a great behind the scenes video with all of my makeup and then it pans up to Hayley McQueen and I was like poor old Hayley she's been given a bad rep because all of my makeup was everywhere and then it pans up to poor old Hayley looking like it's her that's been wading all this stuff on her face <laughs> I just I just loved how much we managed to cram into that tiny tiny little room 
watch videos and hit subscribe to our YouTube channel, Offside Rule TV. Now, for many people in football, it's a busy time of year, the festive period. And the teams have been doing well, haven't they? I'm so glad that I tipped Real Sociedad Barcelona to be a game to watch because Real Sociedad and David Moyes uh, went away from that one. One nil winners. Congratulations to them. Barca were a bit under par, especially in the first half. But a great result there for David Moyes. You know, something's happening, don't you, when you flick through UK channels and suddenly it's like there's a Moyes reporter. (laughs) Uh, And suddenly everyone's taking a bit more interest in David Moyes. A little bit like when David Beckham went to the MLS suddenly it's like it's it's being reported on on all different channels so uh, a lot of people taking stock of what he's doing I think everybody rooting for a British manager to do well abroad so good luck David Moyes yes not a bad place to start from at all I think it's his second win in charge of Real Sociedad um, some fixtures to pick out from the festive period I know you were working as well Lindsay Chelsea beaten by Spurs 5-3 now that rattled a few Chelsea fans didn't it but wasn't Harry Kane brilliant during that game lots and lots of chat about Harry Kane and England places, etc. I just did not see that one coming at all. I, I think Spurs have been very mediocre this season. I think Harry Kane's been standout. And some of the young guns coming through, like Ben Davis and, and Ryan Mason, have been very impressive, I've thought. But generally speaking, they've just not gelled together. It's not really come together at all. So going into that game, there was no way if someone had said to me, Chelsea are going to be beaten 5-3, I would have believed them. Um, but I guess that's the nature of football. That's why we love it so much. That's why we love this Premier League especially good at this time of year when the underdog often has a point to prove as well because sometimes when the fixtures are stacking up some of the uh, top Premier League teams suffer a bit and the underdogs relish in taking advantage Yeah but you say that but if I was a Spurs fan I'd also be quite annoyed at the same time because if the players can rally and they can put that sort of performance in against Chelsea then they need to be doing that week in week out against all the other teams This is the frustration echoed by many a football fan Why can't we do that week in week out Leicester they played brilliantly didn't they to rescue a point against Liverpool and uh, in the FA Cup we'll be talking more about that there are still a few fixtures to play as we record this um, but Blythe Spartan they must have thought they'd done it against Birmingham there were two goals to the good before half time and then they conceded three goals in the second half I've worked all of the FA Cup weekends, so I started off, and you may recall this, if I tell you what happened to me, let's see your reaction. (laughs) So I was at the Valley, I was at Charlton versus Blackburn, an all-championship tie, so you'd think not that much interest there for an FA Cup ding-dong, but the lights went out. (laughs) And I hear you go, again? Yeah, Yeah, this happened last year to me as well, so I had quite a lot of people who've heard my reports start tweeting me going, are are you the light messiah? (laughs) Like, you're turning the lights off of different grounds. Um, but that did happen. We had a sending off. There was quite a lot of incidents in that game. So although it was all championship, it was a pretty good tie. And then, you know where I was on Sunday? Yeovil Man United. Mm. I bet that was freezing, was it? Oh, yeah. My my nose felt like it was going to drop off. Um, it was freezing, but... What a brilliant ground. You could get so close to the players. It was so brilliant seeing all the Yeovil fans getting an up-close picture of Rooney and Falcao training. And then you look at, you're looking and you're thinking, Falcao, Di Maria, Mata. And then you're looking at the Yeovil team sheets. I mean, they must have been on cloud nine, but it was such an occasion and it was absolutely rammed there. I did think at one point that Manchester United were a little below par. I mean, the first half they were quite disappointed, but I never thought that Yeovil were going to get any out of it and then a couple of class finishes to be quite honest um it, it was a really good game to go to um just not as many shocks and upsets as we usually see in the fa cups and is that a sign of things to come we're not going to get as many going forward in future years i wonder 
So I think some years you get them and some years you don't. Obviously, um, you can criticise the larger Premier League teams for not taking the competition seriously. Perhaps as we go through some of the um, not-so-strong Premier League teams, fight for survival, and that's more important than focusing on picking up a domestic trophy. Um, but yeah, not as many shocks as we've certainly had in the past. And my tip for the FA Cup to get to the final, Crystal Palace. Oh, I say. All right, we'll talk more about FA Cup in just a moment. First of all, let's tell you what's coming up on the podcast today. Just myself and Hoops with you. Hoops so close to the players, she could see their breath at the Manchester United Yeovil tie. (laughs) Still revelling in that. Um, It's a fine time, Lindsay. In fact, most of my titles today are based around song lyrics or song titles. And I thought about, it's going to be a fine night tonight. Anyway, I didn't want to put that one in. I went with a fine time. Um, This was uh, related to the FA Cup. Blythe Spartan's fine list was spotted uh, in their dressing room. So we're going to be talking about suitable fines for players. Who would we give fines to? Why? And uh, what kind of fine would it be? Our second topic, dry your eyes. Now, uh, this is all about reactions to players leaving clubs after Steven Gerrard announced uh, last week that he was going to be leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. A very sad time for Liverpool. He's had such a great career there. Met with many different reactions across Twitter. Generally, the players applauded for his time at Liverpool called one of the greatest ever Liverpool players, perhaps the greatest. Uh, now, mum of four, Hayley Masterson, uh, reacted. Well, she was very upset, basically, upon hearing the news. And we've got a clip from YouTube uh, with her reaction. If you've not heard it, stick around because we're going to be playing that on the show a bit later on. But first of all, let's head to FA Cup, our first topic here on the podcast. Uh, the new year, of course, has seen the return of FA Cup football, as we've mentioned. Who doesn't love a good old FA Cup upset? Well, we may not have seen as many this time round, but that doesn't mean to say that we can't look at uh, the completed third round matches and look at who's drawn who in the fourth round. So I'd like to know which non- Non-Premier League team, Lindsay, you think could cause an upset and a player who you think will have their five minutes of fame in their team's FA Cup run this season. Well, I'm going to go for the obvious one, but I think the record speaks for itself. So I'm going for the Blades. I'm going for Sheffield United under Nigel Clough because they love an FA Cup and a League Cup competition for that matter. Uh, They got to the semi-finals of last year's FA Cup. They beat Aston Villa and Fulham along the way when Fulham were in the Premier League. Uh, Also, earlier on this year, they knocked out Southampton and West Ham in this year's Capital One Cup. They've got really good record in FA Cups. We know that at the weekend, they beat QPR 3-0 and that sees them progress to the fourth round of this year's FA Cup. Um, Wins over over teams like Aston Villa, Fulham, West Ham, Southampton, as I've mentioned, I think that goes to show their calibre in competitions. But here's the stat that you need. The Blades have seen off nine top flight opponents in the FA Cup more than any other side in the Premier League era. So they are the underdogs to watch. They are the lower league team to keep an eye on. And if I was going to pick out a player just for the fact that he just led Traore a merry dance uh, for QPR I would go for midfielder Jamal Campbell-Rice I think he's the one to watch I think he'll get more goals but I think he'll certainly create more as well Yeah he's been spoken about a lot actually as a player with potential I'm going to go for Bournemouth simply because they're having a great run in the championship and they almost seem to be in that kind of effortless flow of notching up win after win and, and in fact not being defeated at all they've gone 14 games unbeaten in the championship 
relationship. So as that's ticking along nicely, I think that they've got the spare energy, the spare effort, the spare focus to put into a good run in the FA Cup. And they've already proved themselves in the Capital One Cup this season, beating West Brom. Uh, they were beaten by Liverpool to be knocked out of the competition, but they gave a good account of themselves during that game. And Eddie Howe was correct, really, when he said that the Cherries were too open against Liverpool in the Carling Cup, but they did address it in the second half. They have reached the fourth round of the FA Cup, courtesy of a win against Rotherham. And what a convincing win it was. 5-1 to their fellow championship side, Rotherham, although Rotherham's struggling in the league at the moment. Um, they play Aston Villa next Bournemouth, and I tip Bournemouth to come through that unscathed. Villa left it really late against Blackpool in the third round, so just only squeezed their way through to the fourth round. I don't think that their focus is there. They've got more to worry about. The club's a bit all over the place. We've heard various mm. press and media stories come out of the club. They seem to not have found their feet yet, really. They're a bit sort of here, there and everywhere. Um, so my tip, Bournemouth, um, to upset Aston Villa and progress through the FA Cup. When I'm looking at scorers, now you'll know this, Lindsay, from covering the Championship, Bournemouth top scorers across all the leagues at the moment. They've knocked in more goals than anyone else. So it's natural for me to have a look at a couple of their goal scorers. Jan Kermigant, now he's uh, 33 years old, a French uh, striker or plays often in the second striker role, but he's really coming into his own and he lit up the game against Rotherham, had a hand in most of the goals in that game. Bournemouth scored five and scored two for himself. He's been a very established championship player um, over the years. I've watched him at many different clubs. He's very good at Charlton, actually. Um, But he he is a, a class player and 33 so it, it just goes to show some of the players at the moment, they're, they're just shining in the twilight of their careers. I love it as well. What, what a way to get to this point in your career as well, by having a really good run in a cup competition. I saw him for Charlton as well, actually. So a player I've very much um, seen over the years. He's already had a little bit of um, fame this season with a really good scissor kick against Ipswich in November, a class move. And, and again, only by a player who would feel confident enough to kind of try and pull that move off. The other player that I wanted to mention, and I'm, I'm not going to tip him just yet because actually Eddie Howe's doing a very good job of keeping him out of the cup competitions but if he brings him in Harry Arter could well um, prove to have a couple of moments of fame for Bournemouth he's been working incredibly hard I think he's stepped it up this season he's got a great relationship with Eddie Howe and Eddie Howe seems to know how to play him how to play him mentally I suppose is what I'm saying Um, he began life at Charlton as well but had to go non-league before coming back and Bournemouth took a leap of faith in him Um, got on well last season but the central midfielder definitely coming into his this season if he gets games Harry Arter could be my other tip to have his five minutes of fame and can I finish off by telling you another little bit of a, a fun story from, yeah. from Yeovil Man United yeah, so the, the post-press match um, interviews happen Van Gaal comes in and I'm thinking I'm definitely going to ask a few questions I've not grilled Van Gaal before um, but no he came into the, this, this white tent which was made into the press area um, to do his post-match press conference a bit like a crime scene cover. It was. It did look like that. Um, and I thought, I've got, I've got to put a few questions in. And my very last question, just before he tried to get up and leave, um, with, a, with an eye to the Premier League and his next game against Southampton, I said, oh, you know what? Have you learned many things from this game going into that one? And he said, what do you mean? Have you not heard of Van Persie? 
Have you not heard? Of- oh. Yeah, started oh. grilling me on all the players. But we were all laughing because I very, very nearly went, no, I've not heard of Van Persie. Just, just, to, just to be a little bit contrary. But then I thought I might not ever be invited back ever again. But it was quite funny that um, I think the point he was trying to make is that there's a lot more to come from Manchester United, uh, perhaps if they feel their strongest team in the FA Cup. So there we go. Yeah, I love it. Clearly having a bit of a joke with the media there. But uh, there was such a slightly egotistical tip on that as well. I like it. Uh, a manager who says, come on, do you not know the quality of my players? Why not? Check out exclusive football content daily on offsiderallpodcast.com. Now, this was the reaction from mum of four, Hayley Masterson, upon hearing that Liverpool captain Steven Gerrard was to leave the club at the end of the season. What happened? I hope you're not waiting Steven Gerrard's leaving Liverpool! Oh no, that's awful. I see nothing in the news. Oh god! Oh god! I can't breathe. No! Why? Genuine grief there from Hayley Masterson, whose daughter caught that on video. And thanks very much, by the way, to Lauren Masterson for letting us use that clip on the Offside Rule podcast this week. My favourite bit is when she's like, <laughs> I mean, why? <laughs> it's just sheer grief, isn't it? So, Lindsay, I'm looking for your best and worst reactions to a player leaving a club. I'll be asking Lindsay, actually, whether she felt um, several moments of heartbreak when Mick McCarthy left Wolves. Go on, Lindsay. I still every morning in the shower go <laughs> why <laughs> I remember being absolutely gutted it was 97 so I was still quite young I didn't understand the torrid world of football um, when Digger Barnes left Liverpool in 97 was snapped up by Newcastle which which really hurt because that was a team in team in the same division a team in the Premier League why did Barnsley have to go why did the legend have to leave I just just loved him with all my heart as I as I still do I hated it when Robbie Keane left Wolves. Did you? Yeah, because he was so good for us. And I just wanted to hang on to him for an extra season or two because we were so close Mm. to getting promoted. And... I just wanted him to stay for a little bit longer, um, but I I didn't cry. Uh, so Ronaldo, when uh, Ertzel left Real Madrid, he was he was angry. He even said he was angry. Apparently, he told his national teammates uh, in the Portuguese side that the sale of Ertzel's bad news for me. He was the player who best knew my moves in front of goal, uh, maybe on the dance floor too. I'm angry about Ertzel leaving. So that was one player announcing how angry he was to see a fellow teammate go. Um, he hadn't quite left. Yet. Yet, but I don't know if you remember when Mourinho was due, was basically going to leave Real Madrid to come to Chelsea. Real Madrid narrowly lost a game to Borussia Dortmund and to take the, the sort of focus away from losing that game, which everyone was pretty upset about. Mourinho instead decided to make various sort of barbed and um, kind of undercurrented comments about going to Chelsea. Now, he didn't have the best relationship with the Spanish press anyway. You can imagine what the Spanish press said the next day in the papers. They responded viciously uh, Spanish Daily Sport led uh, with a front page that was splashed goodbye Mourinho consumed by his own failure Alpes said it was wrong of him to disguise the bad result from Borussia Dortmund um, and uh, use it as um, an opportunity to talk about himself uh, instead in fact they, they said it's it sort of translated as uh, that Mourinho uh, used it as an opportunity for personal aggrandizement self-promotion and the construction of alternative stories 
is that sounds like a legal paper didn't it uh, AS carried a picture of Mourinho underneath a shot of keeper Ika Casillas and defender Sergio Ramos who he famously fell out with uh, with the headline Mourinho and his navel <laughs> this sounds like something you could put in one of your essays that you're doing your masters the way that they've dissected it yeah totally Angel Di Maria left uh, Real Madrid and went to Manchester United he felt compelled to write an open letter this is what players do sometimes when they when they feel it wasn't their decision he said unfortunately so he wrote this open letter to fans uh, which was published in Spanish paper Marca and said unfortunately today I've got to go but I want to make it clear that this was never my desire so perhaps a slightly bitter exit from Real Madrid let's talk about a player's reaction himself I think this is classic Ashley Cole said that he nearly swerved off the road when he heard that Arsenal were going to offer him a measly £55,000 a week in a new contract he was so put out that he is quoted to have said I was trembling with anger I couldn't believe what I'd heard and I thought same goes doesn't it for the reaction of the Arsenal fans when they heard he was going to Chelsea I'm sure they were trembling with anger. From that moment onwards, he was known as Cashley Cole. Uh, Twitter gives great reaction to players leaving. You often see a few great one-liners. When um, Torres left Chelsea for AC Milan, uh, one of the AC Milan fans simply wrote, selling Balotelli and replacing him with Fernando Torres is like exchanging a Ferrari for an oven glove. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Clearly not happy about the arrival of uh, Fernando Torres at AC Milan. He now, of course, has gone on to Atletico Madrid. One of the nice stories Mm. of this transfer window presented in front of 45,000 fans. I think it's safe to say that Torres has gone back home. And I, do you know, I really hope he enjoys a good level of success. Yes, there were rumours that he might actually appear back at Liverpool at one point, but going back to his boyhood club, I think that should do him the world of good. Let's round up this topic uh, with the reaction of Lazio midfielder Hernanes. Um, he proved that, you know, that the transfer window, it, it's an up and down time for many fans, isn't it? As we vent our frustrations as a player's arriving and then he's not arriving and we start to dream about our team with this player and then the player goes somewhere else and said it's a very emotional time. We should all prepare ourselves for this in January. It got too emotional for Hernanes. He was uh, in the midst of a proposed move from Lazio uh, to rivals into Milan when uh, he started crying as he left training. Basically, I'll, this, I remember seeing it. Yes. Now, this can be watched on YouTube. Uh, he um, very politely poses for a couple of photos behind the steering wheel of his car with a couple of fans, all very nice. And then suddenly, he sort of buries his head, puts his hand on his forehead and, and just starts crying. And the reaction of the Lazio fans is brilliant because they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Like this is uh, poor old Hernandez is bawling away in his car. It's a great clip to go and watch. Hi, I'm Phil Thompson and you're listening to The Offside Rule. Now, if you're missing Twitter Topic of the Week, it'll be back next week. And we'll also look forward to bringing you more news on the WSL this season as well. So if you're missing out on your women's football, of course, uh, players enjoying a break at the moment. But what a year for women's football as we look ahead to Canada 2015. Well, they're not enjoying a break anymore. They're back in training. All they the are... signings are going on at the moment. Yeah, so lots and lots to keep across. We'll try and um, give you a good bit of detail on our Twitter account. And we're going to be looking forward to doing our twice annual traditional transfer deadline day takeover on Twitter. We've been applauded by many people for our coverage on Transfer Deadline Day. No one does it quite like us, even if we say so ourselves. So get ready, get following on Twitter in anticipation of what's going to happen at the end of the January transfer window. Let's go to our third topic, though, which is 
all about fines. Blythe Spartans took on Birmingham in the FA Cup. They unfortunately lost, so their dream run in the FA Cup has come to an end. But uh, some eagle-eyed person spotted the fine list in the Blythe Spartans dressing room. Um, this included a fine of £2, a £2 fixed penalty for urinating in the shower. Must be a strong problem there at Blythe Spartans. Um, and £5 for missing a game. Not that much for missing a game, really. I mean, I mean, if you if you wee in the shower, you get a two pound fine. It's only a fiver if you miss a game at Blythe Spartans. It's quite a quite a contrast there. Well, would you like a Premier League contrast to Blythe Spartans? Yeah. Because I've managed to dig out Ooh. Arsenal's fine list. Yes, so this is Arsene Wenger's list of fines and how much you will pay. Non-attendance of unused players at home matches without the permission of the manager. Mm-hmm. £1,000. Late for training, under 15 minutes, £250. Over 15 minutes, £500. So if you're a minute late for training because the traffic's bad on the A1 or something, that's it, 250 quid. Yep, that's it. Uh, Late for a treatment or a massage, I never would be, by the way. Um, (laughs) Less than 15 minutes, £250. Over 15 minutes, £500. Late for travel, £500. Late for a match day meeting or a meal, £250. Wrong kit on match days, a hundred quid inappropriate clothing outside of the dressing room i can think of a few offenders there 100 pounds i bet they've been having to put it in the jar and um, outdoor shoes in the dressing room 100 pounds newspapers laptops and phones in the medical room 100 pounds newspapers in the dressing room 100 pounds mm. don't want to be reading your own no, hype no, uh, non-pro- non-production of urine sample for two consecutive weeks 200 pounds could we relate that to your weeing in the shower? Uh, phone calls in the building. Texting is allowed in brackets. £500. No participating in commercial activities, including the club day. £500. They go on and wow. on and on. However, I'm going to link this nicely to your urinating in the shower with Blythe Spartans. How much did you say it was? £2? Yeah. £2. To urinate in the shower. The best one that I've found is actually fresh, hot off the press, happened this week. Mm. Wojciech Szczesny has been fined for being caught in St. Mary's dressing room having a smoke in the shower. Also, because he was at fault for both goals, Arsene Wenger has gone mad. £20,000 fine. I can't believe that. Who would light up a cigarette after letting in two sloppy goals in an opposition team's dressing room or at an opposition team's... That's crazy. Really? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, break Arsene Wenger's rules. And do you know what happens? He sends in the Murtasacker. <laughs> Murtasacker is the debt collector. And if you haven't paid for a week, it gets doubled. <laughs> Your local friendly bailiff, Pear Murtasacker. So I've decided to come up with some finds of my own, Lindsay Hooper. I think it's about time a couple of players saw true on a couple of things. Um, Rumour has it that Raheem Sterling got wind of this fine and that was the reason for shaving his hair off. I'm going to impose a fine for any player with more than an inch of hair on any part of their head. Not only is the constant... Not only is the constant hair fluffing and preening distracting, it wastes valuable time on and off the pitch. And some of the haircuts are, let's be honest, horrendous. Remember when Marianne Fellaini had dreads? That was a very bad move. Uh, Balotelli's various animal-inspired hairdos, first the skunk, then the zebra. And I was thinking about Olivier Giroud as well, because um, you encountered your own hair moment with him. I did. Um, Over Christmas, I don't usually do this. I like to be the ultimate professional. But as it was Christmas and I was interviewing uh, Giroud, I thought, I'll ask for a pic. 
And he was willing to oblige. We had a photo taken. But then he very quickly said, oh, can I have a look? And I said, what? You want to, you want to check the photo? He said, yes. And he checked it and he was checking his hair. That's just insane, isn't it? Yeah. We've already talked on one of the podcasts about how uh, he wants to be the next David Beckham. And clearly, whoever's got hold of his um, imaging advice has, has said to him, you know, you need to check, filter everything that, that goes out, which is normally reserved for um, you and Hayley McQueen, actually, Lindsay. Oh. The, old, the old photo filtering. Um, the fine, by the way, for this, uh, for this more than an inch of hair on any part of your head, £12 a day. Rather than pay it, I suggest that the players go to the local barber, pay £12 for for a grade one all over. Club mascots, the epitome of good behaviour, or they should be. But sometimes the fact that there's a person hidden behind all that uh, soft fluff and and, uh, and feather work um, can mean that they try and get away with them being a little bit out of order. Take Torquay United's mascot, Gilbert the Gull. He recently, uh, in a game where Torquay lost 3-2 to Grimsby, got a bit lippy with the opposing fans, calling them the C word, I hate to say it, and trying to start a fight well out of order. On a forum, one fan, one Grimsby fan wrote that Gilbert was clearly offering fans onto the pitch for a fight, adding what would have happened to the club if 10 or more of those opposing fans had taken Gilbert the gull up on his offer of a fight. So the next time a mascot gets a bit lippy and a bit out of order, the person in the costume must have their face revealed in that mascot outfit, which maybe they were trying to hide their face out of humiliation for being dressed as a giant bird or something, but they must have their face on show for the next five games. There, mascots, do not do it again. Do not cross the borsa either. <laughs> All right, we're going to round it up there with those fines. Um, thank you very much for downloading the podcast, folks. We've loved looking after you in 2014 and 2015 is going to see lots of fresh plans, exciting things. We like to keep you on your toes. If it's not live broadcasts from Wembley, it's pubcasts, it's all sorts going on here at the Offside Rule. So do look forward and salivate over an exciting 2015 with myself, Lindsay and Haley, and plenty of guests. Yeah, we hope it's a good one for you. Don't forget you can download us via Audio Boom and iTunes. Check out our Twitter feed at Offside Rule Pod. Get following ahead of the January transfer window deadline day. Uh, you can also catch us on our website at www.offsiderulepodcast.com on YouTube and on Instagram as well. Thanks for listening and see you soon. Yes! Oh, yes! The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tires. Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.